Happy Friday, guys, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Dubs. I'm your host, Bill T. Well, another Friday, another podcast. And if you're paying attention and following us on Facebook, you'll know that this week I posted our dates for next year, which is going to be October 3rd through the 5th. It's the first weekend in October, and the hotel is locked up and reserved. So that's the week that they had for us, and that's the week that we're taking. So unfortunately, there's some other events going on at the same time, and uh, there's not much that I can do about it. Uh, we're limited on when we can have those events here. So uh, we're rolling with it, and I know it's going to be a great time, like always. And this year, one of the things we're doing different is we are going to uh, have something happen on Thursday. So I'll get more details on that later. So Thursday during the day is going to be a tourism thing that you can do in your Volkswagen where I'm going to set you up with a few spots that are cool tourism places to check out and you'll be able to drive your Volkswagen get some VIP parking and possibly pick up a commemorative poker chip at each location. Now you'll get a discount of where you're going to go check out some of the attraction and you'll also again like I said get a commemorative poker chip uh, for that particular stop. So it'll be an all day open thing no time limit no anything it doesn't cost anything it's something I'm going to be organizing for people that are coming into town that want to be able to drive their Volkswagen around Vegas and enjoy some of the tourist type things that they have here. So uh, look forward to that. One of the things I wanted to remind you guys of is book your rooms early because this year I got special rates for everybody and the rates that are going to be for the rooms for Friday night for a while starting Wednesday night, like Wednesday, Thursday, the rooms are 40 bucks a night, right? Plus there's a resort fee and tax and all that stuff, but it's 40 bucks a night. Nobody can beat that Friday night and Saturday night, 90 bucks a night. That's why I tell you to book your rooms early. So I posted up on there with the link and uh, it was working and then I had them change some of the verbiage on the reservation page. So uh, I got a message that it wasn't working, but I'm sure it'll be working in the next, in the next day or so. And I'll put another post confirming that it's good to go. But we've got quite a while before then, but you'll have to make sure you get it before September 24th. That is when the room block is turned off. So make sure that you guys get your rooms booked early this year. Again, we're stretching out the weekend a little bit and starting Thursday. Instead of pushing to Sunday, I'm starting Thursday. There may be something on Sunday for people that want to do something Sunday. We talked to the hotel about doing a little uh, linger longer type thing, hanging out at the hotel, something on the property going on. But uh, don't want to jam your weekend pack too full of stuff because when you come to Vegas, it's always nice to go see some of the sites. So I'm excited about that, as you guys should be. Um, we're getting artwork worked on right now and making sure that we're moving forward for this year's event. I'm excited for it. And it's just, uh, excuse me, 2024's event. So that's going to be a good time. I assure you of that. Now, one of the things that I, I'm not sure if I mentioned on the last podcast, but I have shipped my car. I shipped it to the UK over to Andy Finch's shop. I got a little video be coming out soon kind of the whole drive down there, dropping it off and shipping my car. Why I shipped it, what the plan is with shipping it and getting it over there. So this summer coming up, I'm going to be driving my Type 34 Gia. That's right, Zorba the Gia will be debuted in the UK first, and then she'll come back home, hopefully for the October show. So I'm thinking all that should happen without too much of a snag, and it's going to be an exciting uh, progress to watch that thing get put together over there and uh you know debut it over there and get get a chance to cruise some of those uh the roads in europe there's some other stuff that i can't talk about that's happening that i will let you guys know once i get the clear that it's going to be happening so lots of good stuff coming up and uh you'll be stoked to hear about it so i'm looking forward to uh 
this year full of stuff. I've got other projects I've been working on. I got the, uh, obviously we've got the Gia TC back here. I pulled the motor, uh, waiting on that motor from MP. And I've got, uh, as I parked it, there's some wheel seals leaking. So just swapped some wheel seals on that dude. Rolled it back out of the garage. Stripped the motor down, the motor that was in it. Took all the tins out, sent them out for powder coat. Got them all back. That's all back to go. Uh, back together and ready to go. So we've got that stuff ready. Um, just waiting for uh, the next step to move forward on that. Uh, probably going to be picking up a rag top for that thing. So I'm reaching out to a couple places right now on rag tops. And then uh, other project that I've got. Something happened with the Mexican Beetle. You heard me talking about some stuff I want to do the Mexican Beetle. And uh, that's in the works right now as we speak. I got some paint drying outside and some other stuff. So it'll be pretty cool. You'll see it on my Instagram coming up this next week. And let me see what else. Double cab, just been kind of tightening that thing up a little bit. Uh, getting ready to maybe try to hit one of these races coming up. And this week's podcast is about that. But before we get into this week's podcast, make sure you support the sponsors that support Let's Talk Dubs. Go to Ross Wolf, check out their website. Lots of cool stuff. Cool accessories for your car. Stuff to dress it up. Stuff to make it perform better. Plenty of cool things, uh, things to just make it more functional. So check them out. Uh, if you got a bus deck lid with some jacked up hinges, check out their hinges. They got some stainless steel billet bus deck lid hinges that are paintable, polishable, chromable, whatever you want to do to them, but they'll last the lifetime of your bus. So if your deck lid hinges are jacked up and worn out on your bus, make sure you get those. Also, don't forget to go subscribe to VW Trends Magazine, a magazine for the people by the people that they sponsor Let's Talk Dubs podcast. So go support them today and subscribe at vwtrendsmagazine.com. Now, this this uh, podcast that you'll hear today is something you saw on my Instagram if you're watching a few weeks back. AJ Sims and Anton Walker happened to be in Vegas for Death Week, which was a week-long uh location to location, drive, stop, checkpoint type thing for um, Sick the Magazine that they do. It's kind of like their version of Drag Week. And they covered about uh, 2,000 miles, I think, in the six days they were driving. And it was from racetrack to racetrack and then checkpoints in between. Sound like a great event. I talked to these guys at Cars and Coffee as they were headed to Arizona. One of the checkpoints was Cars and Coffee in the morning. You had to take some pictures and then head to Arizona. But Got him on the podcast. We talked about the experience, how it all came together, how Anton and AJ Sims got together to take the fastback on there. And you guys are familiar with AJ Sims fastback. That's the one that runs uh, 11s when he had it running, drove it to Sacramento, ran 11s in the quarter, and drove it home. So you'll get to hear this wild, crazy story about what it took to do Death Week, how they did Death Week, how they fared, um, all the bumps, bruises, headaches, and craziness that took place during that weekend, it was a wild ride. So uh, these guys were fortunate enough, cool enough to come on and share their story. So I'm excited to be able to bring that to you guys. It's definitely something that a lot more of us VW people should get out and do. And one of the things I'm trying to do is there's that Hot Rod Power Tour coming up, West Coast Power Tour. That's going to be December uh, 15th through the 17th, I think it is. And I'm trying to coordinate, uh, just confirming that I'm going to go on there. Probably next week I'll have confirmation if I'm going to be able to go. And I'd like to be able to go. It goes from Irwindale to Vegas back to Pomona. And I'd love to take the crew cab on it. Ain't the fastest thing in the world, but it'll make the long haul. And I should make a couple somewhat respectable passes down the drag strip for a big old VW bus truck. So 
Great podcast. You're going to get inspired. You're going to listen to it. This is what the podcast is all about to get you hyped, to get you fired up, to get you thinking about driving your cars. Again, that's what the event here in Las Vegas One Crazy Weekend is all about driving your car. So, this is a great podcast. Should get you guys plenty hyped. So, turn it up, grab some wrenches, work on your car, and enjoy a great VW story that I'm calling Two Guys, One Race. Anton Walker, AJ Sims. The Fastback, Sick the Magazine's Death Week on Let's Talk Dubs. You probably don't know that there's a new Volkswagen out that doesn't look like a Volkswagen. Okay, everybody. So on today's podcast, you you might remember a few weeks back we had um, I was at Cars and Coffee and I had ran into two VW enthusiasts that both of you guys would know. Uh, they were in their fastback and they were taking part in a mostly V8 uh, driving experience. But there's a lot of VWs have been starting to get in over the past few years, so we wanted to discuss it with them. And the, and uh, those two people were Anton Walker and AJ Sims, and they were there with. Uh, sick week and doing uh, kind of sick week challenge type thing. So I've got them on the podcast. Guys, welcome to the show. Thanks, Bill. So, How's it going? Good, good. So, so give me an idea. When I ran into you guys, you guys were taking part in sick. It's sick. The magazine is that what it's called? Yes. And they have. And what's the name of the event? And what's the philosophy behind the, this particular event? Uh, it was called uh, Death Week. Death Week. Now that's normally it's like Sick Week, right? What, why? Why is this one called Death Week? Uh, it was going through Death Valley. That was the original plan: is to go through Death Valley. So they they stole the name from that. Okay, and this is it's similar to kind of it's. I think maybe this is something that came up after the Hot Rod Power Tour, and. It's it's kind of something. Is it a power tour or drag week? Which one, which one is it? And what are the what are the differences between those those particular races or events? You know, everything they're doing is on um, East Coast pretty yeah. much. They're not doing really anything West Coast. Um, uh, this is something that I, I I don't know if they've done other ones here. I mean, I've heard of little tiny ones, but nothing as big as this one. Yeah, uh, this was one of those uh, where it it popped up and. I was interested. I don't know how many other people were out there were interested. It was just, let's try it for a Volkswagen guys. Now, how did the two of you guys end up figuring out to go on this thing and, and whose idea was it and how did this all come together? Because obviously you guys took AJ's car, but and we'll kind of get in the details of all that. But how did the, the idea of this come about? Well, Anton was hitchhiking. I picked him up on the way. <laughs> So I'm not really sure where he was going, but he was going with me. So basically, <laughs> he had no choice. No. <laughs> uh, I just told this story to someone. I literally called my A-list friends, let's just say, and they had their legitimate reasons why they could not go. And then I called my B-list friends, and they all kind of had their legitimate reasons why they couldn't go. Right. And in there, in there while I was calling people, I had called up Anton, and I have to admit, everybody said the same thing. Well, let me get back to you. 
So when Anton said it, I just took it for the face value of what everybody else was saying. Right. I thought, all right, nobody wants to do this drive with me. It sounds like death. It's crazy. And sure enough, um, he literally called like the next day. Okay, I got the time off. I I, I got to get the flight. I'll get the tickets. Uh, where what day would be the best day? I was like, hey, somebody's literally brave enough to go with me on this thing. Right. Uh, it, it went from there. Basically, that's that's a good terminology. Yes. <laughs> what was that? That was a good terminology. Brave enough to go with AJ on a two thousand mile road trip in an air cooled Volkswagen. Yes. And, and we were. Go ahead. We were not planned. It was not a. I, I, I didn't do testing on the car. Got the car done, but four days before leaving, and I think I had twelve miles on the car. And now what's and the, we did it and drove to Phoenix. And what's so? What is the premise of of Death Week, Sick Week, all these things? Like what what is the outline of these particular events? How like what's what's the overall on it? They're basically a dragon drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go to a track, you drag race, try to click off your fastest time, and then you got to drive the car to the next track. And you basically do the same thing, repeat, and do it again. Um, in this case, it was one, two, three, three tracks, but four races spread over the course of nine days. Was it nine days? I think it was nine days. Nine days. I uh, eight. Eight? Was it eight days? Eight days, yeah. It felt like six weeks, but okay. Now, you know, what was funny is when I talked to you guys, I had mentioned that the experience of just, you know, everybody thinks about it from the standpoint of like, well, you've got to have a super fast car to be competitive and do this or do that. But the reality is, I think it's more about the experience of a bunch of people, the camaraderie going from drag race location to drag race location. It's really less about the quarter mile time because usually always one guy that's just going to win it because no matter what, he's got more money and more power than everybody else and he's going to make it happen if he can, if he can complete it. But you know, when we did bull run back in 2008, I remember when, we, when that came to an end after three weeks of doing that, just driving to hotels every night and just, you know, hoping the car stays together to make it to the next one. And I remember the experience and the camaraderie of, of the other enthusiasts that were in it is what made it so much fun. Is that a exactly. lot? Is that a lot of what this is about? Well, Anton, you tell them. Yeah, I think so. Um, we were the odd duck because we were the only ones driving a Volkswagen at a V80 event. Um, but I think by day three and four, they saw that we were able to um, get all get over the hurdles that we had to meet up with everybody. You know, we started getting the waves and the thumbs up and everything else because we were there to uh, make the whole trip, not just to try to trick, trick, pick off a number or nothing like that. We, it was about survival. Yeah. And what, and what was, um, so what was, how many stops were there and what was the original outline? I mean, obviously like everything that happens in circumstance like this, there are changes that happen, um, due to sometimes weather or track locations or whatnot. What was, what were the original stop locations and, and like you, you go here for a night, there for a night, what are, what are the tracks and the places you guys go to? Well, we started off in Phoenix, Arizona, wild horse, um, is it called Wild Horse? Just just plain Wild Horse, I believe. A Wild Horse Motor Motorplex. Yeah. Wild Horse Motorplex in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, and then from the next racetrack was Barona. And then the next racetrack was Famosa. And then we do a 
funky, weird curve back around to uh, back to Wild Horse in Arizona. So just so people are clear, if they don't know where Barona is, Barona is near San Diego, and Famosa is in Bakersfield? Uh, yes, close to Baker, above. It's north of Bakersfield, south of Fresno. So it's in between Bakersfield and, and Fresno. Was it, is it in Clovis? No, it's... Uh... No, no, no. So uh, it's south of, of uh, basically of Fresno. So I would say probably let's just call it 50 miles south. So it goes. So you've got to leave from wherever you're going and you go down down into Phoenix. From Phoenix, you go to San Diego. From San Diego, you go up to Bakersfield area. And then from there, you start headed back to Phoenix. Which, yeah, that's how many miles that's that's a that's a big stretch right there well and here's the worst part is you're not doing direct route you're not taking the shortest you know direct route where you need to go there's checkpoints and you have to go to these checkpoints to prove that you're doing the route basically and those checkpoints are not perfectly in between uh like when we went from barona up to uh fresno we had to go to morro bay which is Complete, I think it's past Fresno. Completely out of the way. Yeah, on the coast. And then we had to cut inland. And then one of the stops was um, uh, the James Dean Memorial, where that location. Yep. Which we, him and I, were chit-chatting and talking, and we drove right past it. <laughs> and it's, I don't know. At 1 o'clock in the morning, yeah. Yeah, 1 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> we're, da, 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 we're just talking away. And next, you know, we're looking at the little map on the phone and it's telling us to go back. And we're like, why? Why does it keep telling us to go back everywhere? Because we constantly kept doing that. We were, you know, we're two Volkswagen guys having fun and just chit-chatting. And it's it's a forced upon relationship because you're stuck in a car for seven, eight hours every day. So oh, yeah, and, and for sure, it's one of those things where you got to be able to handle each other's temperaments. You know what I mean? On top of the pressure of cars being temperamental like yeah like and we have. were sober the whole time that really made it difficult too, yeah so listen it, but you know it, it's uh, and, and i think you guys will agree it's it's definitely something that once you do it when you get towards the end you're glad it's over and the next day you're like i think i'd like to do that again yep happens every time you yeah. know yep. so did you Except guys my, it took my body a week to heal though <laughs> yeah from, now, what was the problem? Is it just not comfortable in the car? Has he got hard back no. seats, or what do you got? I'm 6'4". I just don't fit in a Volkswagen for that long period of time. Right. Yeah. Well, it, I, I constantly told everybody, uh, Anton's a fine specimen of a man. He's yeah. a big guy. Yeah. And my car, it has um, like off-road suspension seats in it. So when you first sit in them, you're like, damn, these are comfortable. I don't know about six, seven hours later, though. It's, it's, <laughs> right. it's not the same thing. Yeah. It gets old. It does. In fact, I just drove the car the other day, and I took the kids. Uh, we went to Irwindale just to go watch. And the moment I hopped in the car, I literally went, no. Like, no, I don't even want to be in here right now. This is not comfortable right Too now. Too soon. And, yeah. <laughs> so now give me a breakdown of how the trip went for you guys. So your first, so your first trip, just making it to, to Firebird, um, or, or not Firebird, but uh, Wild Horse, that first trip, how did that go? Well, I'll give you a quick little background part. Before I even picked up Anton, the motor that was in the car, we had a problem. We had a problem so bad that I had to pull the motor out, pull it apart, 
it was not fixable in a short period of time. I had brand new parts here to build another motor. So I just grabbed another motor and parts and put it together that night, had it running the next day. And that was a motor we drove basically on. Uh, we were supposed to trailer the uh, car out, actually. Uh, we were supposed to trailer it to... Um, did I lose you guys? Because I... No, no, no. Me. We're, oh, okay. we're here. We've, we've Anton touched. I saw him touch his phone and he disappeared. So I'm hoping oh. he comes back on. Uh, He's but, probably used to me talking so much. Um, when so when we plan, uh, traveled, so, so the plan was my to, truck had broke down. The, oh, go ahead. The plan was to to tow the car down to yes to Phoenix, and you had a separate motor set up in it. You you had this was the motor that was in it was not the one you were going to run. No, 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 no. The motor that was in there was the motor we were going to run, and it had a lifter bore sleeve issue. Hey, mm -hmm. Anton, you're back. Uh, <laughs> we had a lifter bore sleeve. Oh, shh, don't talk about them no more. Uh, and with the uh, lifter bore sleeve issue, unfortunately, I had to build a second motor. So instead of getting that one repaired, I just built another motor. So the motor that's in here is a brand new motor. Oh, wow. It just had old set of heads on it, though, which later came back and haunted us now you said you were going to tow it and your truck broke down before you guys took off yeah about three days before my transmission and my dodge truck took a crap so the first and, so the first trip leaving so so now plans last minute change the, the 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 event starts tomorrow and it starts in phoenix so you've got to get to phoenix first basically um we decided we're just going to load up the car and go. We'll drive to Phoenix in the car. That'll be a good test. And you had a trailer with the car? No. So no trailer. So you're going to drag right. Your, your intention is drag race the car with the setup that's there. And the setup that you have on this car, what's this setup typically run? Um, I don't, I don't know. I haven't made a, a really good clean pass in the car. Well, not at the track. I've made passes now on the street. I've actually got it tune pretty good but um i think it would only run like uh I, I was talking to anton i think it'll run a, a a high 12 low 13 on pump gas like it is right now it's a quick car it's not wicked fast right now but it's on pump gas still and it's running how many pounds of boost in that thing uh accidentally 16 but normally eight <laughs> so you had, you had a little bit of a uh, blow off out or wastegate issue or what uh, I guess you're supposed to hook up the line to the wastegate when you remove stuff. You're supposed to hook it back up, and I didn't do that. Hey, it was fun. Yeah, I, I tuned it to run on the 16. Well, I, listen, that just makes for a better ride, right? So Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when we were on the drive, it was on eight pounds. It was only on eight pounds the whole time. And then when it's you just, got to the track, you pulled the cork on it and ran 16 pounds or what? No, no, no. Uh, we ran the whole event on eight pounds. And the plan was, we'll tune it and start cranking it up. Realistically, we were chasing stupid problems each and every other day that it took away from the goal of making the car quick. We were at the point where we just wanted to make it. So, Anton, tell me about day one. How does day one go, just getting to the first stop? Um, AJ picks me up at the airport. I'm looking for a Volkswagen fastback and he picks me up at a Mercedes Benz. Classic. So that was strike one. 
strike two, I get there, and he's like, can you adjust the valves on the motor? It's got five miles on it. So strike two. <laughs> um, and we get we get in the car, and we're ready to go, um, loaded down with enough parts to build the car twice. And um, the transmission, the ring and pinion was howling. So that was strike three. Oh, wow. So the whole drive to Phoenix, that's... Well, not... You know, just being a Volkswagen guy, you can tell when those things start to lay over. The gears start to lay over on them, right? Right. It was subtle, but it, it had a it had a um, a rhythm to it. So that. So made... that, but we did make we did make it. The, the car crew is amazing. Like at what, like seventy seven, seventy eight miles an hour, with a hundred ninety, hundred and ninety eight oil temperature. You know, it like mechanically, we were ready to go to New York City. Um, but we just had some issues um, that that did pop up um, on the way. But going from Orange County to uh, Arizona was a beautiful trip. It, it, it just it, it it sang beautifully. So that goes good. The next morning, the event starts. How does that kick off? I'll let well, the, the next day was the um, uh, just tech. We just tech. There was no racing, nothing else. Um, that was just. And what's the tech, the tech process? Yeah. What's the tech process? Uh, just make sure the car is legal. Uh, get all your paperwork. Uh, you got to put your sticker on the car. Things like that. Horn work, headlights, brake lights, blinkers, stuff like that. Yeah. Because that, is- that was the worst part for me. Mm-hmm. So my horn stopped working on the on the fastback. So I have to tell a story. So we drove all around Arizona trying to find a freaking horn at an auto parts store. Really? And uh, sorry, there's guys over here with big bass. And uh, – Driving all over to find this horn so we would pass tech. It was written on the little instruction seat. So we go to go to tech, and the guy comes up, oh, let me see your headlights. So I had my hand on the horn. I reach over, and I click the headlights on. I put my hand back on the horn, ready for him to ask me. He goes, uh, let me see your left turn signal. Okay, so I take my hand off the horn. I put it on the left turn signal. Turn it on, okay? Put my hand back on the horn. I'm ready for him. And he goes, oh, let me see your right turn signal. I was like, okay, so I turn it. And he gets done. He starts walking away. I'm like, oh, come on, man. Ask me for the horn. We went through hell to get that horn. Yeah. <laughs> and then he walked away. I'm like, me, me. I just hit it anyways. I'm like, come on. All <laughs> that gratification. All that work for something you think you're going to get DQ'd for. And then you just, they don't even ask for it. Yeah. So the first day, so the first day is tech and you guys get ready. And then the next morning you guys, so is it everybody runs a pass and then you guys hit the road or how does that go? Yes. And how did you guys do uh, on your first pass? Well, just so you know, a little backstory. That night during tech, we went to the uh, the casino, which is right there by the, the drag strip. Yeah. And went to the casino, and Anton and I started drinking. We started having fun. We thought everybody was going to have a party. Everybody was there. Well, we end up going back to the hotel. We're hurting the next morning because we had to get up early, early and go racing now. So you get to out to the track. We have a little bit of a mind pain going on. And sure enough, it's hot. Yeah. So hot outside. Early hot. uh, We had to make a pass. So we unload the car and kind of just had the attitude of, let's just get this done and get on the road. And didn't really care about the time, just kind of wanted to get on the road. Now, what's the, the, there's a default time they give you, right? For for some reason, your car doesn't run technically. They give you a default time. Yeah, I, I try not to talk about that, but thank you for bringing that up. Well, I, I mean, um, I'm just to let everybody know how it goes, right? So, so there's really no classes; it's just ranked on 
speed, consistency, and that's kind of how it ranks from first to last place. What's yes. the average time cars are running on this thing? I would say majority of the cars were in the, let's just call it sevens to sixes range. And that's eighth mile. Oh, I'm so like seven to sixes. <laughs> I'm thinking yeah. quarter. Now there was a couple five second cars that were there. And the one guy, he drove from what, New Jersey was it? All the way there, runs 550s, I think. Was he running 550s or something? Yeah, or 520s or something. Something absolutely crazy. Yeah, and then drove, had to drive drive back to New Jersey. What kind of car is this? The car. Mon it was Monte Carlo? Yeah, the silver. Monte Carlo. G -body. 70s, 70s Monte Carlo, yeah. Oh, wow. LS motor, I'm assuming. LS turbo or what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I was the only uh, non-LS on property. I'm pretty sure. Oh, everything else is just L. It's just whatever it is with an Every LS in it. Everything. There was a. I'm in the tech line, and and this older guy's talking to me, and he's like, "Wow, Volkswagen." He goes, "Is it real Volkswagen in there?" I go, "Yeah, yeah, it's a Volkswagen motor." And he goes, "Oh," and he goes, "Well, you see this Datsun? That's about the closest thing to you." And I joke around, and I go, "Yeah, but it probably has an LS in it." And sure enough, it did. So <laughs> everything had LSs. Wow. And so you're the only only air-cooled car, the only Volkswagen period that's on this. Yes. And, uh -huh. and uh, we, I was in line, and Tom Bailey comes walking by, and he points real quick at the car at the rear end. He goes, is it still air-cooled? And I go, yeah. And he goes, good luck, and walked away. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, and, as, and Tom is the – he's the, the magazine guy. Yeah, he's the one who puts on the whole event. So he knows. But he also races it. He competes in it too. Oh, does he? And it could, because there's 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 a there's some guys in the Midwest that run Sick Week quite a bit. I know there's a Sick Week coming up in um, in uh, I think in January in Florida somewhere like that. But uh, mm -hmm. there's there's you know a lot of different layers to that. What was the anticipation that the car was going to put put down in the in the eighth? You were hoping for. Well, the car has ran consistently in the past 760s. It'll run that uh, with slicks. I was thinking without slicks, maybe a 799. Might be able to get down into sevens. That'd be awesome. And that's respectful. Oh, that'd be respectful. When I used to run the 165 class, the car went seven, I think 754 with a 165 on it. And we weren't going to put slicks on it. We're going to leave the street tires on it. So we're like, hey, if it runs a 799, cool. If it only clicks off in the eights, I'll take that. Right. So how's the first pass go? We try not to talk about that, but <laughs> well, we're here to so, talk about it. Let's let's talk the about the first it. pass. Um, I, I mean, like everybody said that was watching, it was a very soft launch, extremely conservative, just and then let the clutch engage five feet out. Well, it sounded like a two by four broke inside my car suddenly. And the car just started, gung, 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 gung. and I thought I broke an axle. I assumed I broke an axle. It was just too soft of a launch. It was just too wimpy. Right. And sure enough, as it started rolling, I'm down going down the track. I'm thinking, oh, I'm, I'm that guy right now. I'm dumping fluid on the track. Oh, let me just pull over and stop. And when I pull over and stop, it did like one last gunk and brought the car to a halt. And yeah, we couldn't get the car off the track. Car wouldn't roll. We tried little dollies under the tires, but it was hitting the cracks on the track. It was annoying. It was really annoying. And then we get the car off the track 
And luckily, Anton was talking to what turned out to be a, a past customer of mine uh, who's there. And he's like, hey, uh, he has a transmission. You, you might want to talk to him. And it's like, it's like, hey, uh, so you got one? And he's like, yeah, I got a transmission. You can borrow. And I was like, I mean, seriously, what kind of training? We don't want a little freeway flyer in this thing. We need something that's good, that can take some power. Right. And he starts rambling off the parts are in it. And I'm like, dang, that's like almost the exact same gearbox that's already in the car. I'm like, are you serious? I can borrow this thing? Uh, I said, I'll buy it off you right here on the spot. No, no. He goes, as long as you give it back to me the way I gave it to you. I'm like, okay, that's fair. And next thing you know, him and Anton took off to go grab this thing. So Anton, now that was a separate adventure. So Anton, how do you end up just randomly finding this guy and start striking up this conversation? Um, his name is Alan. He is building a car to do this specifically. Yeah. And he uh, follows AJ online instagram and he knew that we were out there at the track he's 40 minutes away from the track so he comes out there and just kind of check out to see what's going on kind of the format per se right and he comes over and introduces himself to aj and i before we even made the pass and um aj's up in the line so alan and i walked up to the fence to watch aj's pass and then that's when the gearbox went south and um he's telling me i've got a stock gearbox i've got a built gearbox um, turbo stack in it, you know, whatever you guys need. I have tools, um, to take to my house. So he was just super cool. Um, and got us out of the jam. Yeah. Cause otherwise yeah. our day, our whole week was over at that, at that first path. So now when you guys go to get the transmission, you guys go to get the tranny. Um, what's the situation with that? Like you guys are going to swap it there at the, at the track. Yeah, because a car has to leave on its own, under its own power. Once that thing sees a trailer or a tow rope or something, you're disqualified. So once so, it's broke, uh, it stays there until you fix it. Yes, yeah. So uh, we went and get the gearbox. AJ had the thing disassembled by the time we got there and back. Um, we bought a transmission, had axles in it, brake, backing plates, wheel cylinders. Um, we were AJ had our early or excuse me, late model gearbox in the car. And this was early, so the throwout bearing had to change. So we had to hunt down a throwout bearing. AutoZone surprisingly had one in stock. Chinese, it was crap, but it we, it did get us home. Well, it was a positive plug for a second there, and then it turned negative suddenly. <laughs> uh, that's just the, the nature we live in, right? Yeah. yeah. No, it was, unfortunately, a piece of crap. <laughs> yeah. I don't recommend them. Yeah, well, but we the, did. Al stepped up. He was, like, ready to go. Um, and he bought a buddy with him as well. So there are actually four of us working on this car feverishly um, to get it taken apart and put it together. And it, it's getting dark now. Um, we don't know, <laughs> you know, what we're against here. So this is an all-day ordeal. This happened, I think the gearbox broke at 10 o'clock in the morning. And I think by the time we left was 10 o'clock at night. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was so late. The track officials gave us the lock, the padlock and said, "Lock up after you're done. We're not waiting for you." Right. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then, and as soon as the car is done, you guys got it. Now you're exhausted from working on this car all day in the heat with a hangover, and then it's now time to drive to Barona. And believe me, I wanted to make a pass because the track was open. So <laughs> I just want to, you know, I, I was thinking, hey, we got the track to ourselves. This, right. We got the whole facility. Let's go make a pass now. A little testing too. And it was like, no, okay, let's not. Let's not be that stupid. Right. 
So how does the trip go from there to Barona? And how long does that take? Was that like seven hours? Eight well, hours? So oh, no. let me back up a little bit. Um, the guy that the official from um, Death Week came over and kind of gave me the run of the mill. Like if you, if you need to take this car somewhere else and get it repaired under its own power and get off the, take, take a trip off the route, make sure you get back on the route where you left just to keep the, um, so we're, we're running the same route as everyone else. So right. actually gearbox in there and the throttle bearing acting weird, um, pressure plate was kind of funky as well. We limped the car back down to orange County. And spent the night there. We got there three o'clock in the morning or so, grabbed a quick nap, and then we tore the car back apart to put a German throttle bearing in there, German clips, you know, get everything kind of back to scope where we wanted it to be. So you guys go to Orange County and now Barona's in it's in San Diego, right? Correct, correct. So how long does it take? So you guys end up crashing Orange County. So so what is the when they say okay you leave and then the next so they give a day for travel and then the following day is is drag race, right? Well, the cool thing about this event, I I think from the different ones that that are happening on the East Coast is that this was more a scenic event. So the traditional drag and drives there's usually hours before you have to be at the next track, right? This one we had one to two days time, which was a blessing for us because we were we the first three days we had to work we had to pull this car apart and fix things feverishly. So um, traditionally this would this wouldn't have worked for us, but being locally centralized in LA, we were able to get back to the to the to the route, go to AJ shop, fix what we have to fix, and then go back to the route where we exit it and go right back onto the the drive. And then what, uh, how does, how do, so you guys get to AJ's house or AJ's Orange County, get the car fixed, swap out the throwout bearing, do all that stuff, and then get back on route and get to Barona the next day at what time? Well, we actually went to Barona, then went to the shop, actually. Is that with, oh, do we? Yeah. Yeah. We went straight from Phoenix to Barona. Barona. That's right. Okay. Yes. And yes. that was when it was really obvious that the shifting and the, the uh, bearing were having problems because I couldn't get it into third gear. I was having problems just going from second to third unless I physically went fourth third for a second. Then it would go into third. Mm -hmm. uh, so driving on the freeway, we didn't care because we're in fourth gear the whole time. But the moment we got to Barona where we had to get off the freeway, it was really obvious that the tranny was so annoying to deal with, the shifting. Now, did you guys make a pass in Barona? Yes. And what it was a first bounce off rev limiter, grab second, bounce off rev limiter, can't get it into third, and just put it back into second, and then ran out the back door in second gear. It went like a, I don't even know. It was like a 15-second pass, which mm -hmm. sounds quick if you're a quarter mile, <laughs> but it was eighth mile. <laughs> oh, wow. So that was, a, that was a humiliating pass after all that fighting to get yeah. through there, and you couldn't even get the, the grace of just one clean thing. pass. At this point, you're still thinking all you want to do is make it. It would be really respectful to run a number for us. At this point, for us, we just want to make it. Um, the 1% the, the, the of going really fast wasn't as important as the 99% of making it on the journey. Right. And 
I, I would love to, like, we got another thing coming up, which is, um, um, what's it, Hot Rod Drag Week is coming up. Uh, the Power Tour West Coast is coming right. up. Oh, that, I'm going to hang it. I'm just going to send it. Because I'm local and the car breaks, I'm all local. No big deal. This, you know, we were seven hours away, no matter what, each track. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a big difference when you've got all that distance to make up. But the drag week is going to start, the, the one that's coming up, the West Coast West Coast Power Tour, I think is what it's called, right? West Coast. Yep. And that one's going to go from uh, Irwindale to Vegas to Pomona, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm currently planning... At this point, I'm planning to bring my double cab on that and just run the double cab and just just for fun to go. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, I you know again, you know, I did this. We I had a similar experience with this, with Bull Run, and it was just such a good time. You know, the camaraderie, the the cruising around, just the the attempt to make it. And I think the more VWs that get involved in something like this, it's you know, I think so much of it we think about the speed. And we think about the quarter mile time. We think about, and, and don't get me wrong. I think everybody wants to, you know, get out there and, and get some get some respect for the Vita, you know, for the for the brand. But the reality is, it's more about you know completing the task and getting 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 from point A to point B, and then friendships that you guys make along the way. I mean, did you guys? How, how many people are on this event? And did you guys make some friendships with some people in some of the other other cars? Was it? I think there was seventy-one that started and sixty-four or sixty-eight that finished. That's cars registered, right? And some of those cars, like the Suburban, had I think five people in it that went on the whole journey. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. There was, you know, most of the cars had a pair. You you had a a driver and a co-pilot, let's just say. Um, But there was a few people that was just just driver. Nobody else with them. Um, most, mostly, everybody had at least one person. Some of them had, you know, three, four, even five in there with them. So, in the next, so the next day, you guys have to go from Barona. You stop at your shop. You get the throttle bearing swapped out. I mean, the, the whole thing. And I'm sure pulling your motor is not not a real joy in that thing. I mean, pulling the motor yeah. with all that stuff, it's got to be a little bit of work. So you get to, so then is it like a, a couple hours, four or five hours, you swap out the throttle bearing and then you're on the road to, to Famosa? Well, we luckily had, uh, I think that was a two gap. Was that a two day gap there also? Yeah. I think it was a two day gap we had. So we were able to pull the motor, switch that all out. Um, we were having a problem with the O2 sensor, which I have recently figured out what the problem was. Um, um, just so you know, Anton, it was the oil cooler relay back feeding into the system. I have it wired up wrong. Uh, so that's what was causing the problem. I, I talked to Fitech about it. Nice. Um, so if we had just connected the oil cooler, we wouldn't have had a problem at all, at least the relay on it. But uh, so we switched out the throttle bearing, got that done. We switched out the um, uh, injection because we thought there was something wrong with that injection. So we put on another unit on there thinking that was the problem uh, and then also we did oil change filter mm-hmm. i think we tried to solve the problem with we had valve cover leaking issues um i think that was all we chased that time 
And you got right. bolt-on valve covers or on the stock bales? Yes, bolt-on. Um, and you guys then oh, leave. No, no. And then also, no, this was the scary part. That's right. Um, the valve adjusting screws. So I pop the valve covers off and there's metal in the valve cover. I mean, chunks of steel. That's not good. And I'm like, I literally took it and walked straight over to Anton, showed it to him like, we're done. We got a cam and lifter issue or something, one of the two. And so took a magnet. Sure enough, there's steel. And I'm looking inside the valve cover. I can't see like where it's like a rocker's hitting aluminum at first. That's what I thought. No, they're definitely steel. So I popped the other valve cover off. Sure enough, it's got steel in it too. And it's like, oh man, that means it's in our oil. We're screwed. Uh, and there's nothing we can do about this. I and mean, we got to pull the whole damn thing apart now. And when we went to go do a valve adjustment, because the, uh, here if I can show you, if, you're, if you picture it at an angle, when you rotate it, now the high point is down. So it was making the valve adjustment really funky. You could feel it suddenly get close because it was worn away at an angle, which is the, the valve stem and the adjuster screw. And so when you turn it a little bit, it, it was making it really obvious there was something wrong. We found out it was the uh, genuine cheap, let's just say, valve adjuster screws that were supposed to be good, that were not good, uh, flaking apart. And that's the metal we saw in the valve cover. Once, basically, we cleaned that out, put regular screws in there, we changed the oil. That's what caused us to change the oil. We're like, hey, it either hurt something or it didn't. Either way, we got to go. And right. we basically did that and continued on. Now, you guys get to Famosa at what time? How far of a drive is that? Got it. Quick shout out to uh, Gienberg Enterprises, yes. Alistair, Doug, getting us uh, German factory adjusters, and then all that problem went away. And they're still in the car, and they don't have a single problem, and they're not wearing at all. Nowhere. <laughs> And so these are the, the, these are just genuine German valve adjusters, valve adjusting screws. Yes. Wow. Correct. And so the drive, so then the drive is to uh, Famosa. Well, we had to go to. I don't remember what that first that dock we went to. I don't remember what that was called. It was like a, a, a restaurant out there on a dock where Moby Dick Restaurant was at. Oh, and in, I, I in Morro Bay. Morro Bay. Yeah. Uh, I know we had to go to the big giant rock. That's, is that, well, is that Morro Bay? That's Morro Bay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, one of the other checkpoints was closer to like, I think Thousand Oaks out there. Um, kind of a Ventura area. That was one of the checkpoints. And then the second one is out there at Morro Bay, the big giant rock. And then we had to go to the James Dean Memorial. And then from there into Fresno, anywhere you wanted to stay, and we always stayed at very high class hotels. <laughs> yeah. Like the what? running joke was we didn't get chocolates under our pillows. We got needles and everything else under our pillows. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's that's definitely uh so you guys I'm looking at the map right now. So if you gotta go to Moro so if your trip is from Moro Bay, Anaheim, and and then you've gotta go to um, to Famoso, I mean, that's, that's, uh, 
that's a quite a trip. I mean, it looks like right now from you guys that that's a five hour trip at least going that way because you're making really a loop. You're going you're going west and then you're cutting into the coast, going all the way out to Morro Bay, then from Morro Bay to the right. James Dean Memorial, and then back to Famoso. Right. Yeah, that's quite that's quite a trip. Well, the way you have to go is you have to actually go along the coast to those points, and then you cut inland to uh, Famosa Fresno. Right. Which is not the quickest way. It'd be nicer to go up the five. It would have been a straight shot, and then cut across. Yeah. No, that's uh yeah. I'm looking now that I rerouted it that way. It just turned into a six hour drive. So and we had to go to some uh, brewery. I remember that that brewery where Tom Bailey did a burnout with his vehicle and he broke it. It was a Firestone Walker. There you go. Uh -huh. Oh, really? Yeah. Now Firestone Walker Brewery. Now I have the trip from Anaheim to Morro Bay to James Dean Memorial Junction to Famosa Drag Strip is on Google map without anything. I've got six hours, 21 minutes for that drive. So now you add in the Volkswagen factor and you're going to be at least eight and a half hours, right? Because there's going to be the <laughs> unnecessary stops. We're just going to check it. What's that noise? Something doesn't sound right. So how does that event go? Do you make that mostly trouble free after all the readjustments of everything? You got to add in there uh, Anton's infatuation for ice cream stops. Ah. So don't forget about that. So he's got to put ice cream stops along with Baskin Robbins, or is he looking for really unique one-off ice cream places? Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for anything that's cold in the package says ice cream. I like yes. it. I like it. So that's, I mean, that's quite a trip. So does that, does that journey in itself go uneventful? No, no big issues on that one. Um, I think we didn't have any problems in. I think we we're doing really good with that trip, that part. And then we how? We lost the push rock. The was what? that push rod tube seal? No, that was after. That was after the after meet Bill there. That was the cars and coffee warning. Uh, yeah, was, I think that was, that the yeah, only baby. thing that was funny was we passed up James Dean. We had to go back for that, and we had a craving after Morro Bay. We we're looking for a fish and chips place to eat, but it was so late. It was like 11, 12 o'clock at night. Um, where did we eat? We had a Del Taco in Fresno. Nice. That's what we did, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I remember that now. Uh -huh. And they had the little uh, the little statue. I wanted to steal the statue. <laughs> the little in donkey. Uh, yeah, the little donkey statue in Del Taco. Yeah. Now, but uh, you get to Famoso. Yeah, we ended up doing that, and then the next day we had to get up and go do one more checkpoint, which was what was that that restaurant we had to do go to. Um, it was a steakhouse. Yeah. Famous steakhouse down there. I don't, I don't remember the name of the place. Yeah. It was like, it was like Jesse James steakhouse or something like that. It had a kind of a famous name to it. Right. We ended cool, up going to cool that. Hand, cool, huh? hand, cool hand Luke. There you go. Yep. Cool hand Luke. That was one of the, 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 uh, checkpoints or stops you had to do in Fresno. You had to get a picture of the car in front of that. Yes. So that's before you go to the track and race. Now you get back to the track. You get your you got your German throwout bearing. You've got your tune up. You've got your new valve adjusters. You're ready to go. How do things go at Famoso? Oh, but wait, there's more drama. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we stop. I don't know, five ten miles before um, Famosa. I don't even know why we stopped there. I think we were 
going to get food or something. I don't remember. And I think we we're getting drinks if I remember right. Mm-hmm. And, um, we stop and I'm sitting at a stop sign, uh, with the car in gear, getting ready to go, waiting for somebody in front of me to walk, walk by. And, uh, the car just suddenly lunges like as if I let the clutch out That's and it, it was what basically I thought the, the clutch cable broke or the hook broke. No, the cross shaft broke. Was it cross shaft or something else broke? No, the throw-up bearing. The throw-up yeah. bearing broke. The throw-up bearing clip, the little uh, spring clip, round dip with the clip. No, the, not the clip, but the, where the clip goes into on the throw-up bearing, dislocated from the bearing. Oh. It just snapped off. It's like electronically welded. So friction good, welded. The good thing is you brought a spare when you were at your shop. No. <laughs> so now you're in Visalia, California. Have you made it back to the, you have, cause the cool hand Luke, I'm mapping it as you're telling me. So cool hand Luke is, uh, it looks like it's quite a distance, about 40, 40 miles at least, um, from, uh, from Famoso 20, at least 20 miles. And, uh, then you got to go to the steakhouse, then come back and drag race. And on the way back is when you guys lose the clutch again. Yeah, on the way to the track, on the way to Famosa. And then what's it take to find the new – so you guys got to get someplace, pull the motor, and swap this out, or are you trying to manually shift it at this point or it's just making too much noise in the bell housing? Well, Anton, which is and, – and here's something you got to understand. I'm a Volkswagen person. Anton's a Volkswagen person. Anytime something breaks, you're so used to telling the other person what to do. Right. And saying, hey, could you um, – you know, here, could you grab these tools and do this for us? Uh, you know, get this, get this ready. Before I could ever say anything, he's out grabbing the tools, telling me what to grab. So while he's in the car or basically checking out, seeing what it is, I took off to an auto Napa or AutoZone right by there. And of course you're going in there, asking, Hey, do you have a throw up bearing and a clutch cable and this for a 1960? What year is the car? What's, what's the motor in it? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And by the time we get back, it's like, okay, um, well, here's what we could do. Um, I could start the car in first gear, and I can shift it once we get going. Right. Uh, we're only, I think we're like nine miles from the track. Why don't we uh, just get to the track? Uh, that way we're there. Uh, God forsake, if I have to, we can make a pass. Sure. You know, we just start off in gear and make the pass. That way we don't get disqualified because right. you've got to break the beam within the time frame they give you. So between this time and that time, you got to be at the track and, and break the beam basically. So we decide we, uh, let's do that. So we load up and, you know, ran a couple stop signs and got on the freeway and basically got to the track and everybody thought we were rude and not waiting at stop signs. No, because I'd roll up to real slow and then I'm like, okay, well you guys are thinking about it. I'm going cause I'm still in first gear and I don't want to stop. Right. And then uh, we got to the track, and while we were there, I had put out a call like a, a, on Instagram, like, help, can anyone help? Does anybody have any transmission parts, blah, blah, blah. We weren't 100% sure what was broke, but we knew it had something to do with the cross shaft. So then um, somebody had responded and said that he had, you know, a bunch of transmission, used stuff laying around, whatever I need, just let him know and he'll bring it. And he was coming from Visalia, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
sure enough, he ended up meeting us at the track uh, with with a, a a whole bunch of uh, the bitch. I think we have his is his throwout bearing still in the car and the cross shaft. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because he gave us a good one. Right. Um, we didn't fix that at the track. I ended up going up to the the tower and tell him, "Hey, I I don't have clutch." So all I could do is start my car on the line. Is that okay? And they're like, yeah, as long as you break the beam and go, whatever time you get is what you get. It's like, okay. So went up and made a pass where I start, turned the car off on the line, which is kind of freaky because there's a rule. You only have one second of reaction. They give you a pro light. So it's a, I think it's a, a, a 400 pro light and you have one second to react. So I'm thinking, well, one second to turn a key and get the, th- the car moving? Is, is this even possible? But um, went up, did that, made the pass, and I think, again, it was like another 15-second pass, which was kind of weird. Um, and the car actually did not too bad, considering I started it off the line in gear and had to wait for it to catch and go and then take off and then catch the next gear. Right. We get back, we decide, hey, since we have two days to get to Vegas – Instead of going from here to Vegas, why don't we go back to my shop because I have a lift there and I have all the tools we need. Let's go back to the shop because as, as long as we got to pull the motor, I don't want to do it in a parking lot. And what if it's worse than we think, which it, it turned out to be worse than we thought. Um, and sure enough, that's what we did. Since we could drive in gear, we just huffed and puffed up over the grapevine and went back to the shop. So you just drove it all the way back from Famoso down to your shop back to Orange County. So, yes, sir. <laughs> to Orange and County. Car, okay. Okay, so this is drama destruction <laughs> more. Right. Uh, so my shop, there's a there's a big alley out here, and mm-hmm. it, it's pretty, I don't know, it's about a block and a half down <clears throat> the alley. And uh, when we got off the freeway and ran a couple lights, not, I mean, didn't buzz through them, but you're kind of looking while you're still trying to roll in first gear. You know, it's, I don't know what time it was, two, three in the morning or something at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we turned into the driveway. I'm trying to slow down to pop it into first gear. The car just like did a pop and it died. Ooh. And we couldn't get it restarted again. Anton hops out and he's pushing a car while I'm trying to get the car started running again. And it just wouldn't start. We couldn't figure it out. So we just, Pushed it all the way up the hill. Now, I have to admit, Anton did most of the work. I didn't. Um, this is the part where I say it's a good idea to bring a big guy with you because right. <laughs> he's a big man and he can push that car. And I'm an old man, and it was like no. Nah, eh, eh. But uh, we get it back to the shop, and I I have here at the shop, you know, we pulled the motor, found the damage to the transmission. Um. Found out the transmission was a lot worse than we thought. Uh, it didn't destroy the transmission, just it put a window in part of the, the bell housing of the transmission. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then basically while Anton was working on that, I decided to do a valve adjustment on the motor. And in, now you got to remember, this motor is brand new except for the heads. The heads are 9, 10, 11 years old. So sure enough, I go pop the valve cover off. We dropped a valve seat when we pulled into the alley. Oh, wow. That's why the car wouldn't restart and suddenly it was popping and banging. 
So we ended up turning around and uh, it's like I have a set of heads that I was taking with us just in case because I thought the only thing that I didn't like on the motor was the heads. It was the only part that I questioned. So I bought an extra set of CNC ported heads from Impy. And the heads are on there. They've been, God, probably had five, six valve jobs done to them. Yeah. Uh, those heads have gone, uh, they ran uh, super gas with the race or with the fastback. Uh, those heads have been to Washington and back. Uh, they've been to Vegas two or three times. The Dino Day in Vegas, those, were those heads. I mean, they're, they're old. They're an old set of heads. And sure enough, valve, drop the valve seat on it. So I was like, all right, we're going to put heads on this thing now too. So we put a set of heads on it, put it all back together. It did bump the compression up. It bumped it up from 8.3 to 9.0. It was like 9.08 or something like that, almost 9.1. And um, we put it all together and got on the road. We had to get to Vegas. Uh, there was two checkpoints on the way to Vegas. Uh, I think it was Eddie's Eddie's Candy or something like that. Stop. Right. Eddie's. And then there was the uh, Alien Jerky place. We, else we had to get pictures um, uh, of the car in front of it or us in front of that, basically. Yeah. So and then we had to get to Vegas. If we got to Vegas by 7 o'clock, we were going to be able to go on the um, – the cruise with all the other guys down the strip. And we just made it there. I don't know, 10 minutes. So where did 10 minutes? Did you get, you guys all met up at the speedway? Is that where you met up? Uh, No, we met up circus circus circus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Parking lot circus circus. So now on this event are all, they have suggested hotel rooms where they've got rooms reserved or blocked out for the group or, or is it kind of do your own thing when you get there? They did, yeah. Um, but AJ and I traveling so late at night, we didn't know if we would make it, right? So, again, back to his uh, where we were staying in these roads motels. Yeah. When you come at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> right. And make a reservation online at 3 o'clock in the morning. That's that's That was a lifestyle we were living for a week. And that wears on you. We were, I mean, like, that... a really, we were like really poor rock band. Yeah. Yeah. It was, Cheap rooms, but we it was it, it was you get what you pay for for sure. Yeah. So you guys ended up doing the cruise. So you go from uh, so, so you go from Orange County, then you go to Las Vegas again, and then from there, uh, you guys you guys end up making the cruise with everybody. Yes. yes. Cruise is uneventful. Everything goes good. Cars running good. Heads are on there. Oh, no. <laughs> Vegas oh. roads in Vegas right now are messed up. Yeah. Yes. This, this F one event, right? So um we're cruising and the car doesn't like to cruise that night. It just it was it was um the fuel pump was acting sporadic. Uh, we didn't want to push the car down the strip. We cruised for maybe what, thirty minutes or so, AJ, and then we're like okay, we're going, we're done. We're 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 pulling off of this. Yeah, there was I think that was either the coil wire issue that was, that was the very beginning of that happening because the yeah. car just started cutting out. We couldn't figure out what it was. And then it never came back until, well, that was, I think a continuation when we were going from Famosa to the shop, we had a little ignition issue, but it wasn't showing up on the tack. So it was 
after injection, after input, it was most likely the coil was having an issue or come to find out it's a coil wire. It's a little yellow wire. It goes to the coil. I get the feeling that's what we were doing in Vegas because when we were cruising on the strip, car was working. The next one just started to die. And it was like, oh, what the heck was that? Like, what's going on? And we're, like he was saying, on the strip, you can't just turn off. It's three blocks of hotels, and you're traveling at a quarter mile an hour. Right. And you're stopping constantly, and the car starts wanting to die. And we're like, okay, the first exit we could take off the strip, let's get out of here. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so you guys bail on the cruise early, and then from there – uh, you guys get just go back to the hotel and wait till the morning to start messing with the car or what? Um, no, we uh, my buddy, another Volkswagen buddy of mine, Brian Irby, um, was kind enough to let us sleep on his couch in Vegas. Brian, thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian. Yes, yeah. uh, we warm, cool spot with a ceiling fan, a big TV to watch, a clean shower, clean towels. It was amazing. Nice. Carnitas so we, tacos at the uh, whatever that yeah. hotel we went to that was awesome. We went to uh, we had a good food. We had good food. We had a, a, a kind of a break from the whole event. Um, yes. Good good alcohol. Um, a bunch of laughs. His wife. We were out. not driving. We're not driving. Yes, we were. It was it was a it was a good, good break. So we uh, we get there and uh, crash out, hang out, say hi to his kids. I haven't seen him in a while. AJ meets my other family from Southern Nevada. And then, um, yeah, we, we pack up the next morning and then I'll let AJ pick up from there. And then we meet this weird guy who does these podcasts. God, this guy was straight. He <laughs> would not stop talking about himself. It was yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah. He's good looking too. Don't forget. Don't forget he's good looking too. Oh yeah. 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 So you guys go to Cars and Coffee. That's one of the checkpoints in the morning for the next morning. Now, did yes, you guys correct. have to race that night or you were, had to run that day? That no. was a travel. Yeah, we had to, there it was still, it was another traveling day. Mm-hmm. We had to go from the Cars and Coffee to the Hoover Dam, to the Grand Canyon, to, I don't know if there was any other checkpoint, basically back to Phoenix. Uh, yeah, that was it. Uh, that was it. Yes. So you guys, you guys end up going, but what did you run in Vegas? Was Vegas not a run day? There was no track race. There's no, no, no track. No. <clears throat> so it was just, can, I know we had some NHRA stuff we were supposed to be doing. I don't really remember why it was kind of canceled. Um, AJ can explain to you more on that. There was, there was, we were involved in an NHRA event, but I'm not sure what it was. Yeah, I got notice that the, um, that we first got, uh, everybody that was participating was gonna get parade lapped in front of the crowd and everything. And then uh, the, the people representing Sick Week, who was putting this all on, said that that all got pulled off underneath them and now they're not getting that. And we're going to have to pay regular admission tickets and everything, which was fine. It's just the only problem for us is we were running so late to get to Vegas that we really missed the whole event. We would have got there and watched, I don't know, a half hour, if that, of inner tray. Mm. So we ended up just going straight to the strip instead to meet up for the group where we did the little drive down the strip. But I'm, I'm not really 100% sure what happened there. And I, I always wanted to 
ask them, but at the same time, it's okay because we couldn't have made it anyways. And it was a, it, that wasn't a mandatory checkpoint? No. No, just one of the cool perks being a part of this event would, would have been nice to go down there and um, you know be part of the, the NHRA event, but it just didn't happen. Right. So then you guys come to Cars and Coffee. We chat for a little bit, and then you guys are on the road back to Phoenix with a detour because the Grand Canyon is not on the way. Like you have to drive probably, I would guess <laughs> it's a hundred miles out of the way. Out of the way, yeah. Yeah, to, yes. to the Grand Canyon, at least a hundred miles because you're going to go to the, you're going to go to the, probably the west, the west rim of the Grand Canyon. Right. So wasn't that? That travel day was 749 miles. Yeah, 747, I think. 747, that last that last leg. Yeah. Yeah, that's quite a that's quite a bit of traveling. And that was part of the reason when we went so uh, Anton and I, we both had never seen the Grand Canyon, never been there. Right. And that was one of those things where it's like, hey, this is a good chance to go to the Grand Canyon. And sure enough, when we got there, the problem was the Grand Canyon tour was like three hours long. And the idea of going on that, based off the luck we have been having, we couldn't afford three hours. Right. Uh, that means we get back to our car at almost eight o'clock at night, and then we still have like a six hour drive ahead of us. It just didn't sound appealing to me, I'm sorry. It was, I, I, wanted, I wanted the security of time to get on the road, if we had a problem, we could fix it during the day. So you guys end up bypassed on the Grand Canyon stop? We went to the gift shop. We went to the gift shop and hung out and looked at stuff. Um, we were there for maybe, I don't know, an hour. Because we had to take a picture um, of the car at one of the um, sites there. So that, that was one of our checkpoints. Yeah. And then after that, you guys decide to get on the road. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then you guys make it into Phoenix around what time? We went, we got to Phoenix. I think it was still daylight, wasn't it, AJ? No. Uh-uh. No, no, we went to, uh, no, excuse me. We I was going to say 740 in, miles. Are you talking about that's combined <laughs> with Vegas, Orange Cap from, from Famosa to Vegas to. Well, they don't, they don't observe daylight savings there, so that's where we, we gained that time there. We, it was a time warp for us. <laughs> um, we drove into. We drove into Phoenix at, I think it was like two. Yeah, that's, we, st- we stopped. We had our Italian food over in. Um, oh, that place um, was awesome. Yes. Um, Kingman? In Kingman, Arizona. Kingman. Yes, yes, yes. And we stayed there. Um, just did a quick uh, valve cover gasket change out. Um, just did a little once over on the car before the, our next leg after dinner. And um, yeah, that's we traveled from there. So the major- and, and we just so you know, yeah. we did the same thing. We went twelve miles the wrong direction again <laughs> because we were chit chatting and talking. The, who's the navigator? Um. Well, my. The this is this was the issue really. I don't use I don't use um the same map that Tom Bailey gave us. So my phone just was tripping out on this map. AJ had the phone already in his Android, the right. map system. So 
it was way more accurate. We, my, mine was, I would un, undownload it, and then the whole route would show up, and then all of a sudden, parts of the route were missing. Hmm. So I think day two, we gave it to AJ's phone, and so he kind of navigated through it. It just, uh, my phone was not like in their map. So AJ was the navigator. And the driver. And the driver, <clears throat> yes. Well, listen, I mean, you can't, one of you guys got to be the eye candy, so, I mean, <laughs> So Anton <laughs> Anton does the heavy lifting, and then AJ's got to do the rest, right? <laughs> yes, yes. So you yeah. guys make it to Phoenix without any any major drama. That was a nice drive. Yeah, no, there was no nothing major. Yeah, that one wasn't that bad. Now, how much fuel are you guys going through at this time? The, what was the miles per gallon? I think was over nineteen, wasn't it? It How was much? twenty point eight. Was the average yeah. basically? Yeah. So it would. It would. There was times it was higher, and then there was times it was lower. But it averaged twenty point eight. Yeah, um, we we were digging the three dollars a gallon in Arizona fuel too. Yeah. <laughs> and and the with are you running it when you're doing seventy seven mile an hour? Are you in the boost at all, or you're all motor? No. No. It's on motor. It's on vacuum. It's like it was around 16. I'd say around 16 inches of vacuum constantly. Nice. And so that thing, I mean, yeah. other than your luck of not being able to get and really the things that kept you out were you started off the trip with some, you know, these heads that have seen their best days already. And then, you know, other than that, with a few gremlins of like miscellaneous clutch, clutch throughout. I mean, you had a how old was the transmission that you grenaded on day one? The same age as the heads, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so that's I mean that's that's really quite a bit of work to it. So now the fastback that you've got that, and what did you run for time in Phoenix? Did you get one clean pass? No, not, not one. No. <laughs> wow. And here's the, the when we got to Phoenix. You, okay, so you got to understand. Your first thought is, well, crank it up. Let's crank it up and see what it'll do now. And lay a number down. Not at this point of the, the story. I'm trying to keep is, it together. I'm trying to make it home. Right. Right. Yeah, we were we're in Phoenix, Arizona. Point. We had a 377-mile drive home still. Right. We had right. to get back to Orange County, and Anton had to uh, catch a flight the next morning. So we couldn't turn it up and lay it down. Right. So, it was basically a really anticlimactic dragon drive for us. We never ran a number. And now the majority of this time, because you're having so many issues with the car, you're not traveling in a group of people. Yeah. We're, we're way, we're, we're every time we were behind all of them. Wow. Well, I think in Phoenix, I think when we got back to Arizona out of uh, the Hoover Dam, we were, we were on pace with everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, I think we, we caught up to everybody. You know, we're passing people. They're giving us the, the peace sign, the thumbs up. Uh, there's the Volkswagen guys, and there's, I can't believe they're still on the road with us. But, yeah, we did catch up to everybody at the right. last day. That's wild. And so, overall, I mean, the experience, Anton, you, you know, with you being called in on this experience last minute and normally being a, kind of a – because it's a different thing, right? Being a car guy, it's a different thing to be a passenger than a driver, right? So – your overall experience of this. I mean, have you done something like this before? Uh, yes. With my father in the seventies. Oh, did you really? 
in air-cooled Volkswagen is coming across the, the country. Yes, this was this was kind of re reminding me. Uh, I grew up in Volkswagen, so um, going through from Nevada to Ohio in a 57, 23 window bus with a 40 horse in it or 36. I don't know. I was I was so young, but yeah, and I remember my father. Um, have an issue with the car and, and doing what he had to do in the back and we kept on plugging along. So I, I knew we would make it. It was probably something I would never have done on my own. This was kind of AJ's concept and idea. Um, I was just along for the ride, but um, yeah, it was, it was a great, great experience. Um, I learned a lot of history about things um, that AJ's done throughout his life. Um, I've learned a lot of experience about his car, his racing, his business, um, and even these checkpoints we went to, you know, you kind of have James D Memorial, um, the Grand Canyon, things like that. You just, you don't, you don't know until you visit those places what, what, what actually is, um, out there. So in our beautiful country, in hindsight, is it something that after you're doing it this way, would you want to do it again? Yes. In my car. Yeah. So you want to so so you want to drive it in your now you've got two cars are you going to do it in your street car is your plan to do it in your street car? Well, do you I, really I have five Volkswagens? so um, so you going to do it in your original your ragtop or what car are you going to do it in? Um, I have a '65 notchback. I think would be a good candidate just to do an, an NA motor, uh, a large NA motor that was able something that, that could do this kind of drive and drag thing. And then what, so what do you think you would look at it with the experience of doing this once before? Yeah. See the turbo, <laughs> the turbo, the turbo really is the answer. If you're going to try to run a respectable time, but I yes, don't, yes. I, I don't know. Would you do an upright motor in your notch? No, no, I have the motors already. Uh, it's in a crate. It's already done. The machine work's done. It would just be something to put together um, in the car. Um, I just keep it in, in its factory form. So what size? What's what's the displacement and, of this like motor? Like I said, it's not about it's not about a number. I there's I have no desire to go out there and try to you know set the world on fire with a number. It's just a matter of making the trip. I don't like working on the car. I don't like being underneath the car at ten o'clock at night with a flashlight and it's ninety degrees out still. Right? That's you not could have fun. fooled me. You did pretty good. <laughs> but just build something that's able to go. You know a couple thousand mile road trip and, and have fun. And, and then again, sightsee and enjoy the stuff during the day. You know, AJ and I did all of our driving at nighttime because we were fixing the car. Yeah. The day, so. That part sucked. Yeah. yeah. But w next time we do something like this, we will know what we're up against. Right. We, yeah, we no more crappy valve adjusters. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of, uh, yeah, I learned a lot. I don't, I don't, um, all what it takes to, to do this. Right? right. We, we do, we're, we're quarter mile, eighth mile racers. We don't sit in these cars for hours at a time and drive them thousands of miles, right? So it's just a different ball game. That's all. And now taking that into consideration, <laughs> with your so do you would, do do you have plans to do one? And which one do you plan to do? Um, I don't plan anything. Yeah. I, I would like to do another one. <laughs> if I have a car that I'm suitable in that I can take it from. Reno, Nevada to Orange County, which is a nine-hour drive in a modern car, was probably a 10-hour drive in a Volkswagen. Right. I can make that trip down there and then do a 2,000-mile road trip and then drive the 480 miles back to Nevada. Um, I would be okay with that. I, 
I don't have any plans to do this again. Um, AJ gave me the opportunity to do something that I probably would never have done. But um, I'm glad I did do it. And, yeah, it's something I can do. I can see myself doing this in another uh, one to three years, building something specifically for this type of uh, for this type of cruise. And even the Trifon, Trefin, yeah. um, you know, th- something like that would be something that would kind of be like a test ground, right? That's right. a couple – thousand miles or 1200 miles something like that so um if i have a car i can make that in then yeah i, w- I would i would be ready to do all the co- sorts of dragon drives yeah i think that's uh you know again you know i i just w- when i was talking with you guys at cars and coffee i said man it's you know it's just reminiscent of what bull run was like there's a it's there's a competition going on but it's more about the drive and the experience and, and the hope you know i got super lucky um in my you know in, in the bull run bus when we did it george and i we did 3,200 miles in three weeks, and um, we actually had to take the car into a couple challenges. There's one challenge I had it on a, on a motocross track. Um, right. But uh, for the most part, it, it was really the driving, the experience, the fun, the, the you know, the unexpected. And uh, I, I think <clears throat> the more that vw guys are on these the more people will bring vws to them and i think that everyone's focus is that they're you know obviously with the v8 guys and the ls guys they're so focused on high horsepower and doing it with a 3000 horsepower car and all this kind of stuff but i think what what really people miss out is that you know because there's so much in drag racing right where everyone tries to they try Not to enough, go though. What, what, what I, but what i mean by that is like with drag racing, everybody loves fun competition, but it only lasts for an eighth mile or a quarter mile. And then they try to make it affordable by doing the Super 1600 class, the Cadron class, the all these different things where they start out cheap and they end up being super expensive. And this really is right. something that you can do, you know, when you're looking at either the Treffin, you know, that goes from coast to coast, from border to border, or something else. And it's it's really something if you if maybe the VW community comes together and put something like this together, you know, where it's, you did a loop from, you know, Northern California, you know, Southern California, Vegas, Utah, back to Reno, you know, like, like a big loop like that, that would seem something really adventurous, something fun, something to do with, you know, sightseeing on the way. And it's definitely, I think especially as, as the demographic of our, our group of enthusiasts gets a little bit older, none of us are in our 20s anymore, and we, we all have a competitive streak, but we really enjoy, it's more the camaraderie, the people, the experience, and, and so many of these other factors that make it so right. fun, you know? So who well, knows? I always tell everybody, um, you know, how about this? How about your next life you have fun? In this life, you just do work and don't have any fun. How right. about that? Yeah, no. Sound good? <laughs> No, it's, I mean, and, and, you know, really, and, and one of the things, you know, with AJ, with you doing this as a daily, like this is your job every single day. And, you know, because you've picked this as your profession, you've had to, because no one's getting rich doing VWs, right? And so you've yeah. had, and sometimes. I, I can, well, wait, I can supersize my meals. Right. And so with, with sometimes being in the business every day, all the time, it gets a little long in the tooth. And sometimes you don't even want to look at a Volkswagen, but doing something like this, did it make you appreciate a little bit more your love for the, for the, for the hobby and 
the VW community, just just doing it and like being able to reach out to a guy like Anton and say, hey, bro, let's hit this thing up and let's do this together. And just knowing he's another VW guy from another world altogether. But because we're VW guys, and like you said, when the car breaks down, he knows, it's like he grabs the tools, knows what to do. And it's like you guys are working the symbiotic fashion. Did, did you get a, a greater appreciation or, or find love that you have for this hobby that sometimes wanes a little bit if it's your everyday grind? You know, it's, I think one of the coolest parts after or doing this is you run into some of the people from the death week. Uh, I ran into one at the Long Beach swap meet. I'm walking with my kids and we're just kind of walking through swap meet. And actually this guy goes, Hey, V-Dub guy. So I turned to look and there's a guy wearing the, the death week. He's got the baseball cap and he's got the, the shirt with a little death week badge on it. Yeah. And I'm looking at him and he looks familiar and he's all like, I had the Camaro. He goes, we, we parked next to you at blah, blah, blah track. And it was like, oh, hey, how's it going? Yeah. And then next, you know, we're talking as if we've known each other for years. Yeah. And what is that? You know, that normal, uh, how do you say, uncomfortableness between two people that just met or don't know each other. You're past all that. Yeah. Going on that drive, you're instantly past all that. It's like all of us went to war together. Right. We all battled this war together. We're all different countries, but we have a common enemy we're dealing with. Yeah. And because of that, it's all out of the way. Uh, the friendship part is a little bit easier. Um, there's no, I don't want to say competition between people, but there is, you know, between the racers. And when you do this, like you said, when you first started, uh, when you opened this up, you, you yearned for it. I want to do another one right now. Yeah. I've already been working on the car. I've got, I put a different turbo in the car. I fixed a couple problems that were annoying the crap out of me, a little leaks and stupid stuff. Oh, I'm, I'm game. I'm waiting for something anywhere. Yeah. I'm thinking about one that takes place in Florida. Yeah. Just well, for fun. <laughs> so what about, what about the, uh, are you planning to do the hot rod power tour West? Yeah. I already signed up. I paid for that one. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, my, right now, my double cabs, she's running pretty good, and uh, it's got that 2270 Type 4. And, uh, I mean, that's the same motor that's been in the bull run bus, and that motor's been on the road since 2002. And, uh, you know, I think it'd be – and that, you know, what what makes me – the inclination for that is because it's so close to where I'm at, and I just got a quick little ride to L.A., to Ir to Irwindale, and then the back forth, back forth. And, and really the big thing for me was – you know, the opportunity to be able to, to, to run it down Pomona, you know, even if you're not doing a yeah. bl blistering kind of time, because, you know, you guys, you guys had let me know about that. And it says, it, you guys just said, you know, just the opportunity to run Pomona, you know, there's, there's just a, a huge opportunity. So who knows? I'm trying to, I'm trying to get set up to do that one. Uh, and I, I'm hoping everything comes together to make that happen. But, uh, I definitely you think, can do it. Come on. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm by, by all means, I'm not intimidated to do it. And I think it's, you know, after hauling a bus around for the past couple weeks, I got some, a little bit of fine tuning stuff on it that I just did. And she's running like a beast, man. I mean, that, that bus cruises, my bus cruises at uh, 80 miles an hour GPS. It's 3,300 RPM. Bitching. So it's, Sweet. I mean, it's, it's a freeway cruiser. My problem is if I get on a drag strip, I, I, I'm trying to be Captain Impressive, <laughs> and I don't want to break anything. But you know, uh, I just think it's something that that. Uh, Do you know anybody that has a spare transmission? You might want to <laughs> yeah. get in contact with them out in Irwindale, L.A. area. Well, <laughs> I have then, a broken one here, but I don't have a. 
and I, and I think with the the power tour, the power tour West, are they doing eighth or quarter miles? It's all. Uh, I think it's all eighth. I don't. Well, I don't know because I don't. I don't think it matters with them. I would assume they're probably going to do the um, eighth mile, quarter, quarter. Yeah. Well, Irwindale's eighth mile, uh, Vegas is quarter, and Pomona's quarter. So that would make sense. And for them, it's not a. I don't even know if there's classes in that. I, I really am unfamiliar with it. Yeah. Well, that's my plan is to get set up for that, man. I'm envious of the trip that you guys did. I've been there where where it's something that's super exciting. It's fun in the beginning. And by day, by, by day eight, you're like, get me out of this car. Uh, I don't want to, <laughs> you know, and you're kind of VW'd out for a couple weeks. So uh, I think it's pretty yes. cool that you guys had the opportunity to do that. And I, thanks for coming on and sharing the story. Um What's uh, Anton? What you you run a car on some of the stuff for? Where's uh, the, yeah, where's it at? Survived. <laughs> Do they give you that when you when you survive it? Yep. Yeah, that's a. The, and then I, Anton signed this one, and then I'm waiting to get the other one so I can sign it and send him a you know one. Yeah, we nice. ordered another one. So, and then this little tag you you had to wear the little wristband, you know, on your wrist, right? And you couldn't take it off. So for almost two weeks, you're wearing this wristband that this is actually pretty clean compared to the way this thing looked at times. Yeah. And it was nasty. So, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely an experience and it's something that, you know, you guys can go down and I, you know, I just wish there was more documented history of it. Cause it's just something that's so cool. And have you guys found any pictures online of the fastback or any of that kind of stuff in the, in the images uh, I had uh, one of the uh, uh, photographer guys, he sent me a whole bunch of pictures of the car. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping to post more of them soon. Um, and then um, just uh, I had a, another photographer person who sent me a couple pictures, said they had some videos of my car going down the track, which I'm like, yeah, you might want to throw those away and just right. let's just burn those for sure. Uh, but... <laughs> Well, that's cool, man. Uh, three G video on YouTube. He um, he documented the whole weekend. Who did? Outside of three uh, G video, uh, he had a air tag in our car. Yeah. Yes. To kind of, it, he kind of followed us. Um, you know, he could tell where we were at and stuff like that. So he he has video of you know the interviews he did with AJ and things like that. Well, cool. um, and to add to we we did with repairs on this car we put an extra 700 miles in this trip yeah oh wow i think we did 2700 on this just going back to southern cal to fix you know an issue or get a part that we needed well for with the with the total driving i came up with 2718 yeah and that's miles. In, in in a little longer than a week a week and a day huh yeah, yeah. pretty much well, that's that's quite a bit. So, well, guys, I'm impressed. I, I appreciate you guys, you know, sharing the story with us. And I'd love to. Uh, I'm going to put those. I'm searching those videos now, so I'll put a link in the description of the podcast below for people to check those videos out and check it out. And I mean, ultimately, I would say both you guys would encourage people to do something, do do more stuff like this in their Volkswagens. Get out there. Yes. I mean, besides the drag racing scene and. And, you know, like I, I like going to buses by the bridge. I'll take my bus out there. Um, we can do camping stuff all the time. Um, 
but the really the the drag and drive atmosphere if you've never done it just go out and just hang out yeah and just see the way it's run be a part of it uh you'll be hooked you'll be you'll want to be a part of it you'll start scheduling for the next one yeah um i mean i literally started scheduling for the power tour immediately when i got back i knew i wanted to be a part of it no that's that's a that's uh it it just seems like it a good time because it's all about the camaraderie, the racing, the people, the experience, the sightseeing, like everything combined together just makes it a good time, you know, and, and, you know, referencing back to bull run, you know, to do the real bull run rally that they would do it was $25,000 a car to do it because it was all five-star parties and all kinds of stuff and super exotics and all that stuff. But this is more, you know, the poor man's, the poor man's attempt to do that, which is, it's even more fun because you're, you're building it yourself, you're driving it yourself and it's not some turnkey exotic, which I think makes it that much more fun. And what was the craziest car that you guys saw during this experience? Anything you saw that was just completely ridiculous? Uh, I don't know. What was the craziest car you think there? Uh, Tom Bailey's car. I think that was the yeah. craziest car, the, the promoter. Yeah. Dodge Durango, I think it was 2022 mm -hmm. SRT Durango with like some Hemi motor naturally aspirated that just made a gob of power. I think it was running like low fives in the, in the eighth mile. Really? Yeah. He was 550. Yeah. 550. Yeah. Uh, and naturally aspirated. And the car is a work of art. The chassis work in it, um, the paint job, it was just, and that was a brand new factory car they cut up to do this with it. So um, the Datsun 510 with the the LS twin turbo was pretty impressive as well. Yeah, single turbo. I think it was single. Single, single turbo. Yeah, one big single turbo. Yeah, and um, I I don't think his chassis could take the power he was putting down. But it didn't matter. It was so freaking cool to watch that thing go. But, yeah, it was just a nasty little car. And what yeah. mo and what motor was in that? An LS. So everything's got the, I mean, that's like the, that's like the, the I don't want to say the cheater motor, but it's like, you just throw that in anything. Right. And you're just having a great time. That, that's, that to me is like the Subaru and buses now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Air conditioning, automatic transmission, uh, drive it and drink coffee. Yeah. That's that. well, you know <laughs> I, what I was thinking about, honestly, as you guys were saying all this, I thought, especially for a type three, I thought, Man, you put a, a Subi with a turbo on that thing, man, and you got this thing in the bag. You know what I mean? <laughs> Ooh, I, I know. No longer, no longer a Volkswagen. Well, yeah. I'm telling you, man. Well, that's like the LS for the Volkswagen, right? Is the Subi. Now, the I have to admit, the final goals will be bus box. Yeah. Or the fastback. Well, and I think honestly, if you're ever going to put a lot of power to something and want it to last for a lifetime, I think a bus box is like the way to go, you know? The car's too heavy. It's a fat little car. Yeah. And unfortunately, a type one gearbox does not like this car. Yeah. I wonder, uh, I wonder how, uh, you know, forged internals and a shot of nit nitrous on it would hold up versus a turbo. You know what I mean? From a reliability standpoint. If, you know, if you're able yeah. to do small displacement. Well, the power ain't the problem. And how the power is being applied, I don't want to say it's a problem because you can control it with clutch management and put anything you want in it. Right. Uh, I think the biggest thing is the weight. In order to get it to hook, um, that load, it's just, it's you're twisting parts. Something's got to give. Yeah. Uh, you can't have the motor cranking out so much power and the car sitting still 
and you got to connect it and then try to pull all that weight. Something's yeah. got to give. Uh, you you want the tire to give, or you want the wheels to lift up and the car do a wheelie. Yeah. But usually that doesn't happen. Well. Well, guys, I appreciate you guys coming on, man. And uh, if people want to, Anton, people want to follow you, what's your Instagram? Um, good Lord, I haven't posted on Instagram in like two years. Yeah. It's, uh, it's Volksplay. Okay. So you're um, at Volksplay on Instagram? Yes, yes. And then AJ, obviously, you're on Instagram under? Lowbugget underscore VW low bucket underscore vw so if you guys want to follow those guys give them a follow check them out anton promises to start being a little more social social since he's uh since he's now um busy not working and working <laughs> at the same time so <laughs> he's busy <right>. working <laughs> well guys i appreciate you guys coming on the podcast man and uh i look forward to hearing more experiences from either one of you guys in the near future for sure thanks for the invite bill absolutely thank you man cool if you like that podcast, and I know you did, make sure you share this podcast with your friend. The podcast grows when we share the show with people that we know will enjoy it. Anybody you're, that you know out there that loves VW Talk, share the podcast with them. Tell them to go write a review on Apple Podcast. Uh, they can send us a review through our Facebook page, uh, DM me through Instagram, all that good stuff. But make sure you guys share the podcast. We love when you guys share the podcast because that's the best way to grow the show. I don't put a lot of money in advertising and marketing. It's all been growing just by the listeners sharing the show with their friends. So this is a super cool story. You guys will dig it. I know you'll get hyped and send it to your friends. So make sure you guys share this. If you want to support the podcast, go to letstalkdubs.com. Click on the store tab and pick up some merch today to support your favorite podcast. So until next week, guys, later. You probably don't know that there's a new Volkswagen out that doesn't look like a Volkswagen. the bug.